your labs don't lie. I mean, I interpreted these labs for thousands of other women. So your labs don't lie, right? That's what we're told. Well, it's not going to get better from here. I mean, what do you think? You're just getting older. So for me, it was a journey in just trying to understand. And as a result of understanding, there were steps that I did to correct. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. There are a lot of misconceptions and misinformation about menopause out there, leaving many of us confused about what is really going on with our hormones, our health, and our emotional well-being. Now, menopause over the span of many decades has been painted as this dirty word and in some instances considered as a quote-unquote condition needing to be treated. Now, neither of these statements are true nor have any validity. Menopause is simply a natural transition that happens to every single woman. And if our bodies are healthy, our stress levels are low, and we've got great lifestyle habits, menopause can be filled with a lot of ease and grace. Now, today I plan to clear the air about menopause and give you the lowdown about what is really going down with your hormones. Despite what you've been told, reproductive hormones are designed to be very, very low once you hit natural menopause. Now, I receive this question every single day from women who are getting a lot of unsound advice about their hormones, and they want to know where their reproductive hormones need to be at menopause. The answer again is very, very low. I call it menopause low. So if you were to get your hormones done via blood, salivary, or even Dutch, they're going to be at the very bottom because our ovaries are not making estrogen and progesterone due to the fact that our ovaries are not pumping out follicles anymore to potentially make a baby. Now, the other question that I get about menopause all the time is when will it end? And the short answer is once you hit menopause, you will be in menopause for the rest of your life. Menopause is defined as that final menstrual period and is confirmed when a woman has not had her period for 12 consecutive months and the ovaries stop producing estrogen and progesterone. It is a forever phase for women once they go 12 months after having their last period. Now, women in North America will likely experience natural menopause between the ages of 40 and 58 years old, but that sweet spot age is 51. Now, there's no real way of exactly testing whether you're in perimenopause. Clearly, we can look at hormone levels and know if you're in menopause, but the way that we know is, again, going 12 months without having a period, that's pretty much where you're in that phase. Another thing that you can look at is when your mom went into menopause. So if your mom was in menopause at 52, there's a good chance that you'll go into menopause around 52 years old. Those are the things that we know when it comes to kind of tracking exactly when you go into menopause. Now, I want to quickly address the big pharma elephant in the room. Mass marketing of hormone replacement has convinced many of us that it's not normal to have extremely low estrogen and progesterone levels, and it's simply not true. If you go to your doctor and they run your labs right now, in your in menopause, your hormones are going to be at baseline low, and that's because they're supposed to be. Today, a small percentage of women 
even take hormone replacement therapy. And those numbers started dropping back in 2002 after studies took place in the late 1990s. In the 1990s, two of the largest studies on hormone replacement therapy were undertaken, one clinical randomized trial in the US, the Women's Health Initiative, and one observational questionnaire study in the UK, the Million Women Study. The published results of these two studies in 2002 and 2003 raised a lot of concerns regarding the safety of hormone replacement therapy. These safety concerns revolved around two main issues, that the extended use of hormone replacement therapy may increase the risk of breast cancer and that the use of hormone replacement therapy may increase the risk of heart disease. Due to the results of these studies, hormone replacement therapy plummeted by the millions, in the U.S. over 65%. Now, there is a lot of controversy around hormone therapy, and I have read all the articles and all the studies with my upcoming book. I've done every possible amount of research one could do around perimenopause and menopause. And basically, this is where I stand. If you are sauntering into menopause with ease and grace and you feel great and you don't have crazy menopausal symptoms, then you probably do not need to consider hormones at all. Now, if you're struggling with menopausal signs and symptoms, I always recommend trying natural remedies first. I find that our thyroid can be a concern, stress levels can be a concern, gut health, liver health, and blood sugar levels all play a major role in how our body functions when we go into menopause. So I always recommend getting your food dialed in, supplements dialed in, lifestyle changes dialed in before you consider implementing hormones. Now, if you exhaust all of those options and you still feel miserable, I would talk to your doctor about your risk factors, your family history, your health history, labs, the whole nine, because hormone therapy, making the decision around hormone therapy should not be taken lightly. There are some big risk factors the longer that you are on them, and it's just important to kind of weigh all of the options. So that is where I stand right now in this little short conversation I wanted to share with you because I know it is something that you are curious about. Now today in this conversation with Dr. Anna Kabeca, she's gonna be talking about her experience with menopause and how she has used her experience and her expertise to help thousands of women. We're gonna be going into the nitty gritty of hormones and how food is really the needle mover. But are you surprised? We know the food's the needle mover. Dr. Anna's gonna break it down today. And before we jump into this amazing conversation with Dr. Anna Kabeca on menopause, I just wanted to quickly let you know that I am slightly changing the format of this podcast and I'm doing a Q&A Friday each and every week. And these episodes are designed to be short and to the point. I am answering your most pressing hormones and women's health questions. As you know, I created this podcast to give women more insight about their bodies and provide them an explanation for why they may not feel like themselves, but then not really sure what is going on. The goal of this podcast is to give you those answers. So if you have a question and you want to send it my way, head on over to Instagram, into my DMs, or you can private message me on Facebook. The links to both social media handles will be inside of the show notes for episode 188. My Instagram handle is at Dr. Marisa, that's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. And for Facebook, it's Dr. Marisa Snyder. Again, those will be in the show notes. 
And if you are just tuning in and you want to know what the last couple of weeks have been about, because I've already done two Q&A Fridays, I thought I would quickly fill you in. So episode 185 focused on how perimenopause affects your period and what you can do to eliminate severe PMS symptoms. And then episode 187 that just happened last Friday was... What is causing my heavy bleeding and migraines and can bioidentical hormones help me? So those are the last two episodes. If these are pertaining at all to you or someone that you know, listen into these short episodes and share the love. Now let's dive into this epic conversation on menopause with Dr. Anna Kabeca. But before I do, I want to sing her praises. Dr. Anna Kabeca is a triple board certified trained physician and hormone expert that was diagnosed with early menopause at age 38 years old. Devastated, she set out on a personal wellness journey to reverse her menopausal side effects, which resulted in the delivery of a healthy baby girl at age 41. After experiencing her own health successes, Dr. Kabeca began counseling others, ultimately changing the lives of thousands of women across the globe. Her book, The Hormone Fix, and other empowering programs have helped women of all ages live their best life. Now you can discover more about Dr. Anna Kabeca at drannakabeca.com and you can also connect with her on social media. So let's bring her onto the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Dr. Anna Kabeca. How are you doing today, girl? I am blessed. I am blessed. Thank you for having me. Good oh to my see gosh. you, Maritza. My pleasure. We're talking all things hormones today. You are my favorite hormone doctor to <laughs> have this incredible conversation with. I want to just start really quickly to just have you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about kind of what was the defining moment for you, Dr. Anna, that had you want to serve women at this massive capacity? Mm-hmm. Well, certainly it was my own, um, my own experience through trauma and recovery. I was, you know, being diagnosed at er- with early menopause at age 39 and even worse, permanent irreversible infertility. And you took me on a journey around the world. And so always have been a women's health advocate. I knew that I wanted to be a gynecologist and obstetrician and, you know, in women's health from a very young age. But that journey in my personal life, which, you know, I didn't have any answers for my ivory tower doctor's bag was empty, so to speak, like I didn't have any solution. So it took me on a journey around the world. And, you know, partly as a result of that journey, um, you know, learning world wisdom, worldwide wisdom in the healing arts, I reversed my early menopause and then became pregnant naturally having a baby girl at age 41. That is so incredible. And I know a lot of women are hearing that and thinking to themselves like, oh my goodness, like I, I've been brought into early menopause or I feel like I'm in menopause already into my mid forties. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, a little bit more on that journey of when you were getting that diagnosis, when the hormone levels were significantly low, I'm sure there was a moment in time where you thought then that was it. That was the end of it at such a young age. Right. And then what was it in that traveling the world, in that really rediscovering, what was kind of the defining key steps that you took to, I'm sure just to restore your hormones to some level? I mean, how exciting it was to be able to restore them to a level of getting pregnant with your beautiful baby girl. So talk to me about a little bit about that journey and what were some of the steps that you took in that process? 
Yeah. Now I think it was, it was a journey of wonder. You know, when we are diagnosed with something, whether it's menopause, whether it's cancer, whether it's diabetes, whether it's heart disease, we don't think, oh, okay, well, let me understand what caused that. And let me go about reversing it. Right. And that, again, I was just learning a student of functional medicine at the time and really trying to understand cellular medicine, always looking for, you know, another reason or another answer. But that was, you know, that was it. We don't talk about reversing these things. So part of my journey and just trying to understand with awe and a a certain amount of objective distance to what I was experiencing, like, why did this happen to my body? How could this happen to my body? And how could it not be irreversible? I mean, really, how could it not be irreversible? I'm I'm given these, I was given irreversible diagnoses. Infertility, your only chances egg donation. You failed round after round of injectable fertility meds with no ovarian response. I mean, that's was the reality. That's the truth. And your labs don't lie. I mean, I interpreted these labs for thousands of other women. So your labs don't lie, right? That's what we're told. Well, it's not going to get better from here. I mean, what do you think? You're just getting older. So for me, it was a journey in just trying to understand. And as a result of understanding, there were steps that I did to correct what I was experiencing. So part of my journey, because I took a year sabbatical from my medical practice and went on a healing journey around the world, so to speak. You know, we had experienced trauma in when I was 39. Um, in 2006, my, my baby son died in a tragic accident. And so that plunged me into this early menopause. Maritza, you know, I, I share because we're experiencing all levels of trauma right now in our world. We are experiencing all levels of trauma physically after the traumatic event. And then I'm I'm intellectualizing this a bit. So, you know, my heart goes out to everyone listening who just feels the emotion of what I'm saying as well. But when we experience a, a trauma like this, and for me, I was breastfeeding this beautiful boy. I went from breastfeeding this, you know, my, my son, our only son, to never having another drop of milk again. So women know who have breastfed, if you miss a feeding by like 10 minutes, your breasts are engorged. Well, nope, mine were empty socks, literally. And that understanding, like, how did that shift, that physiology shift so quickly? How did, you know, you know, how and why? And I, I poured my energy into trying to answer these questions. And so as uh, as I as I've come to understand and dig and do the research, because it's not something I learned in medical school. I don't think I missed any classes, or not many. <laughs> but I, but I, I uh, learned in you know I didn't learn this in medical school. I had to understand what was happening to my body, and it was a, a diversion for me to pour into this. And so as I traveled around the world, kind of looking for answers as part of my own healing journey, because my again my doctor's bag was empty. I um, went to Peru, and in Peru, they say, well, if you're infertile, drink maca. They don't say, you're infertile, you're never going to have another baby, I'm sorry, right? They say, you're infertile, drink maca. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, okay. So, and, it, and they say, if you're, if you're tired, drink maca. If your baby's not thriving, give it maca. And then they elbowed my husband, and they would say, it's the Peruvian Viagra, I mean, drink some maca. And of course, we're like, we're both drinking maca, right? But number one, I couldn't stand the taste, and I also had to understand the science behind it. So that dug me into the research 
behind this really superfood. I mean, this really precious superfood. And except I couldn't stand the taste. So I started mixing it with other antioxidants. Well, then what else should I be drinking? Well, uno de gato, which is a herb, er, cat's claw herb, which is a potent anti-inflammatory fighting the cytokine or inflammatory pathways. And with some good research in cancer that I found, And then what else? You know, mangosteen and acerola and green tea extract and resveratrol and turmeric and quercetin. And, you know, I just started, you know, learning more about the earth healing foods because where else was I going to go at this point, right? And so that was part of my journey. And that's where I created one of my superfood supplements called Mighty Maca Plus. I mean, there was nothing for me at the time. And this is, that's why I created it. And I had to make it taste good because I couldn't stand the taste of straight maca. I just couldn't do it. And I always tell clients, if you can't, you know, if you have an aversion like that, it's likely not going to do a, a great job for the long haul. And this is really a long haul type of process. So, so that was part of my journey. And I continued around the world meeting serendipitously with some of the world's most amazing scientists and native traditional healers. Mm, I love it. And I love that on the other side of it, you had, you had another baby and learning all of those things, you were able to really implement those into your practice and by educating people in the community. I love that. I love that this journey has sent you on this beautiful mission. Now, I know women are listening and we talk so much about hormones on the show, but you know, in this transition of perimenopause and menopause, I call it the spectrums, right? I'd love for you to bring us into the lowdown on hormones here because I feel like there's just so much confusion as to what is really going on in these transitions, you know, as we go from perimenopause to menopause and then in menopause as well. And how, how are they influencing us? You know, how are they, how are they playing a role in how we are functioning in the world? You know, when our our hormones are intricately involved, but I always say it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones, right? My first book is called The Hormone Fix, but you know, it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. Yes, as you say so as well. And what's really, really interesting is that this, during this transformation, this perimenopause menopause is, first of all, we need to reframe it. And I like how you say there's a spectrum, but we do have to reframe it because menopause is not a disease, just like puberty is not a disease. Although I'm just thinking, and now that my daughter's 12. <laughs> I'm like, you started to think about that too. You know, puberty, we all remember, we all remember those moments in puberty. And, you know, those were some tough times for women. I feel like women more than girls, more than boys, for sure. Oh, for sure. Having four daughters myself now, you know, uh, the youngest 12 and then the oldest 31, I, I totally know this. And and definitely the same way we can create asymptomatic puberty as well as we can create asymptomatic menopause. And I've done this in thousands of patients. I really want to make a point because as my journey around the world, Maritza evolved and I came back, you know, stepped into my practice again, what I learned the you know functional medicine principles, the functional foods, the herbs, the supplements, the natural hormones, as I further incorporated that into my medical practice, it's really an important point that I'll make here is that I went from doing two to three surgeries a week to two to three major surgeries per year. As I coached women, as I help women discover their own innate healing ability and get rid of the symptoms. Honestly, it's 90% lifestyle and nutrition. 
90% lifestyle and nutrition. The other 10% I need to intervene in. Maybe here's some bioidentical hormones. Here's some key functional foods. Here's, But lifestyle and nutrition, and especially during this time, because we said, you know, we are in a, in a traumatic time period in our life right now. And, you know, it, it does trigger a lot. I've experienced triggers in my PTSD. I've experienced that and quickly recognized it. And again, you know, just hunkering into the tools that I use in in my own life as well as in my clients' lives just to re-embrace these tools, this lifestyle medicine to enable us to have this hormonal, you know, to ease off the hormonal strains that stress is putting on our body. And specifically during this perimenopause, menopause time period, progesterone, our mother hormone, right, derived from cholesterol, progesterone is used to make cortisol. And you talk about this so beautifully and eloquently, but progesterone is used to make cortisol. And then, you know, with this, when we are pumping out cortisol, our life-saving hormone, our levels of progesterone decline. And as a result, too, the, our reproductive hormones are also declining. So estrogen, testosterone, DHEA, these hormones that build us up, that make us reproductive, that support our, also support our immune system, support our muscles, support our mind, all of these things. So we're depleting in sacrifice to this life-saving hormone cortisol. So when our hormones are changing during this perimenopause, age 35 to 55, let's say, and progesterone levels are depleting, we enter this period of neuroendocrine vulnerability. It is not mandatory and it is reversible, Like, but we need to recognize this is a period of neuroendocrine vulnerability because the experience or the complaints patients have when they come into my gynecology practice, the irregular bleeding, the breakthrough bleeding, the postmenopausal bleeding, you know, symptomatic cramping or pain, discomfort are typically always accompanied with difficulty sleeping, brain fog, anxiety, mood swings, memory loss. These are the neurologic symptoms accompanying the endocrine symptoms and the gynecologic symptoms. So what's happening is because of the shift in progesterone. So we'll see young women experiencing right now more PMS, more menstrual problems and irregularities, does not need mean we need a hysterectomy or surgery. It means we have to boost back up our reproductive hormones. And we start at the top with progesterone. And we work to create internally the peace that surpasses all understanding, as it says in the Bible, the peace that surpasses all understanding so that we can self-manage and self-regulate our cortisol production. I love that. You know, I had a moment a couple of weeks ago when we, the start of all of this pandemic where I literally, I was in the middle of my living room. I had a to-do list. I had interviews and I literally just froze. And I almost as though I didn't know what to do next. I, I felt like I didn't know what life was going to look like next. And I knew that familiar place too, that place that you talked about. And I thought to myself at this time in particular, especially women who are between 35 and 55, where we already are in transition. We're in the spectrum of perimenopause into menopause. And we know that hormones are shifting. We know that hormones are declining. We are all having this uptick of stress. More importantly, because there is nobody who cares, you know, who is focusing on their family, focusing on their community, really wearing all of the hats right now than women. 
right? Women are wearing all the hats and I can imagine, I just, I just keep seeing, I know in myself that I know there's got to be so many women who are kind of feeling that uptick of cortisol, uptick of adrenaline and epinephrine and are feeling or having their PMS symptoms are a little bit worse the next month, or they are feeling that brain fog, or they're having difficulty falling asleep at night, and they're noticing changes. They're noticing that their resilience is slipping. So I'm so grateful that you're mentioning that because I, I know that we're speaking to so many women right now. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where we need to regain our resilience. We, self-care is, has never been more important. The, you know, the temptation, I don't know, but for me, like to dig into the high carbs and the, you know, and to stay in my bed under the covers all day. I mean, you know, let me tell you that that is my preference, but you know, it, it's, I just don't see that as your preference. You are so mission driven. <laughs> I, I've, I've not done it yet, but I'm so like, that. I, that is like a goal. That it's is a tempting. Goal I bet it's tempting. <laughs> it is, it, it is, you know, and it's like, okay, nope. Get your feet on the floor in the morning and just keep moving. Don't look back. Don't look back at those pillows. Don't look back. <laughs> and that's it. Make What's that my bed next and don't step? look back. <laughs> exactly. It, exactly. And I'm, you know, it, what is my next right step, right? What is my next right step? Because I know what that downward spiral looks like and feels like. I've been to the depths of hell. I've been depressed. I didn't want to live another day or breathe another breath at one point in my life. So I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. And that's where I'm here to help just like you are. Like I am here to help because I don't want anyone to experience that. And we don't have to. Our mind is powerful. Our body is powerful and so resilient. So with the right fuel, with the right practice, with the right mindset, we will, we will overcome and not just overcome as survivors, but overcome with tremendous resilience and purpose and passion that we've never felt in our lives. And I think like, you know, I, I just said, you know, God brought us together for a reason. This is my belief system. And that here now more than ever, being able to give a helping hand, being able to give a guiding voice, being able to lead lovingly with positivity, right? And inspiration is now more important than ever. And who does this best but the women in our world, the life givers with inspiration and guidance. And as women, I say, raising a wise army of women that are so strong, confident, resilient, loving, kind, and, and we will make it through this together, not alone, but together. Amen. I 100% agree with that. I'm so grateful that we're having this conversation today to really open the door for what is possible for every single woman who maybe is feeling like they, they are alone on this journey. I want to pivot because you were talking about, you know, we, it's, it's so easy for our bodies, especially when we're in a state of stress to want to go and reach for the carbs, reach for the sugar treats, to stay in bed, to, to just do the reruns of Netflix. Talk to me. I want to just shift because I know that insulin resistance, the interconnection between insulin resistance and cortisol, even estrogen and progesterone, it's all interconnected. You know, talk to me about the concerns around that. I know I'm very mindful about what I'm putting in my body. Our, our diet is very focused on healthy, healthy fats, on lean proteins and vegetables, especially right now, because I know that that's the kind of fuel that I need to really sustain myself. Yep. Yep. Your, your diet is so keto green, Maritza. I love it. It's absolutely yes, it is. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, again, just focusing on those things are huge, nourishing our body, following those recommendations. 
And I have my daughters that I've brought back from college and travels and then my youngest at home homeschooling. It's a, it's, first of all, we did unplug the TV. I say it's for them, but also for me, like we get, we'll have Friday night, Saturday night movie. We'll see. But like, there's no more TV on in this house. No more news, no more triggers, no more all that nasty, crazy. I hear that. Yep. I dedicate a certain amount of time to stay current, stay helpful. And, and that's it. And then cooking keto green in the kitchen. I had a conversation with the girls yesterday. I'm like, girls, you got to get the crack out of the house. And they're like, what crack? I'm like, salt and vinegar, Cape Cod potato chips. They cannot be in my house anymore. (laughs) I hear that. And can we speak to really quickly willpower, right? And how, like, for instance, none of those things are allowed in my house because I know myself too well. Everything is good until it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, just a couple. That's fine. God bless you if you can do just a couple. And and I, I get that. And there's certain things that I can and certain things that I can't. But seriously, when in times of stress, cortisol is increasing, increasing glucose, your willpower is physiologic, and that is decreasing. It's so gone. I, I know yeah. that. You know, a month ago, no problem. Cape Cod chips in the house. I know they're for one of my girls that just loves them and she does a little bit every whatever. Fine. No, not now. <laughs> I am managing cortisol, but I know, I know my limits. I know new my circumstance, boundaries. New rules. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Get the crack out of the house. And so, um, yeah. And, and that honestly, to be truthful, that went the same with the wine also, you know, I mean, she says not that my 12 year old was drinking wine, but yeah, me and my older girls were. And so, you know, just what is it that, you know, one glass, two glass, that's fine. But, you know, if it's one glass, two glass every night, that's not going to serve my body physiologically at this time because cortisol is too high. Glucose is too high. There's too many stressors. I really need to control my environment as much as possible. I need the support for that to go above willpower, to go above willpower, but definitely getting keto green, the healthy fats that keep us satisfied, the good quality protein from good quality sources that keep us nourished, and the high quality greens, dark leafy greens that are low carbohydrate, that aren't going to spike our blood sugar, are going to improve our health overall and keep help physiologically keep us having willpower. Drinking plenty of water or herbal tea, because we want to drink a hot herbal tea. I put a scoop of Mighty Maca in there, a little squirt of lemon with my tea bags, and I'm sipping on this all day right now to stay hydrated and that will also decrease craving. So we want to empower our willpower and we do that physiologically with these with mental conditioning, focusing on the positive, staying with what's grateful, being appreciative of the moment and only looking towards where I am right now and what my next right step is. So that mental conditioning is critical. It wasn't wasn't easy for me. It's been a it's been a discipline and a process. But recognizing that with progesterone, this mother hormone is being depleted even more during these times of stress. And what happens is, and this is where you know I've written plans around this and my books around this. But this period of neuroendocrine vulnerability during this time period, we're experiencing these anxiety, depression, mood swings, brain fog, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're we're given benzodiazepines to help us sleep. We're giving anti antidepressants to chill the anxiety, not like there's never not a place for them, but they're not first line therapy. These are not first line therapies. And, but understanding why am I, why am I experiencing these symptoms? Well, in this period of neuroendocrine vulnerability, we're 
depleting progesterone, which is our neuroprotective hormone that is necessary for brain signaling, that is necessary for memory, that is a natural immunostimulant, and it's, you know, in so many ways supportive. So as we deplete progesterone, depleting estrogen, estrogen is necessary for glucose utilization in the brain as a fuel source. And that's critical because here we're going into menopause and and beyond and experiencing two and a half times more Alzheimer's than men, more issues with memory and dementia and brain fog and everything else. Well, because it's it's like the, there's a hormonal component, but it's a fuel problem. We have to switch from glucose to ketones. Yes. I'm so glad you're talking about this because I was going to say like women are trying to point to why am I feeling so fuzzy? Why can I not concentrate? Why am I procrastinating? I'm hearing that everywhere. And when I look at the fuel source, it is sugar all day long and it's stress. We know that cortisol isn't, isn't benefiting our brain function either. It's that combination that's just, just killing us right now. Right. And women will say, well, I'm not like, uh, and I experienced this too. You know, I said, God has a sense of humor. I've been like the guinea pig in the, in the cage. But um, when I reversed menopause and had a baby at 41 and reversed early menopause and infertility, had a baby at 41. And then at age 48 was hitting this second cycle, the brain fog, the memory loss, the irritability, and, and just went on from there. You're like, I had two menopauses, everyone. Two. Two. Yes, this is my third right now. <laughs> I'm in my third. And so I think finally, I'm not hundred percent sure. So another month, but, um, what happened was that I experienced what my patients came in talking to me about. They would come in and say, Dr. Anna, I'm gaining 5, 10, 20 pounds, and I'm not doing anything different. And I will admit that as a young doctor, I was like, sure, <laughs> surely you're doing something. Driving through, sedentary, let me see what's in your purse. What are you snacking on, right? No, and that's what women are going to be experiencing right now. Despite not doing anything different, they're experiencing many more symptoms, both psychologically, and so from our nervous system, as well as gynecologically as well, hormonally as well. And this is this is that reason. Our body becomes less able as estrogen and progesterone decline, less able to use glucose as a fuel source. So that brain fog, our metabolism shifts, adiponectin decreases. So we're losing these important hormones for our metabolism. So, and what's gaining strength anyway, as we get older, cortisol and insulin. So we have to get in control of these two hormones and, you know, and then empower our favorite hormone where it's an I love oxytocin. We just love, love, love oxytocin. So, but that's a really important thing right now. And I talked about this because even in the wake of this trauma, it's like what increases oxytocin really matters first and foremost. So things that we enjoy, people we love, laughter, and having fun playing like, oh, how can I do this during this time? You know, kids can't go outside or, you know, this what person we know is suffering or we're suffering ourselves. How do we, how do we have fun? I'm like, you know, we have to empower our most powerful hormone in our body during this time. So maybe it's playing with a dog. It's calling up a friend that always makes you laugh. It's still bringing in your sense of humor because that is the best medicine. You know, oxytocin, laughter, love is the best medicine. 
I love it. That's so true. And we can absolutely integrate these things every single day. These are choices that we get to make. These are behaviors that we get to create. And right now, more than ever, I think connection is so key. And our besties are available on the phone. Our besties are available on Zoom. You know, we have we have two different date nights. We have date nights with two friends tonight, and we have date night, we have date night with another set of friends tomorrow night. You know, so that we can create that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, because we are, you know, and, and here's the thing is that they they live in different states anyway. It's not like we would be able to see them. You know, there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. You know, one of the things that comes up for my women all the time, two things that come up all the time, and I know this comes up for your community as well, is I am exhausted. I'm exhausted. And this stubborn belly fat isn't going anywhere. So talk to me a little bit about, I know you have, I mean, you, after all these years of researching your approach, the keto green way, it's just, I think not only does it restore energy reserves, it gets our mitochondria back online. Our mitochondria does so much better on a keto fat driven diet than it does on sugar. But then also it's really going to help us to start letting go of that weight that we've been holding on to. Yes, that's so true. So definitely empowering our mitochondria. And we do this from giving our body the nourishment it needs and, you know, taking the stress off it. You know, this comes back to cortisol, Maritza, because cortisol, we think of these diseases of aging, Alzheimer's disease, cardiovascular disease. So so Alzheimer's and dementia, right? Cardiovascular disease, for instance. And then all the inflammatory diseases from IBS or leaky gut, right? All of this relates to leaky membranes, leaky membranes from the cellular level, from the cell membrane level. And we want to keep, think of this like if you have a garden, you're protecting your roses and your tomatoes and your raspberries. I don't know, whatever you love in your garden, you're protecting these things with a good fence. We got to keep the deer out in this area. We got to keep my dogs out in this area, my daughter's dog. That's another story for a later date. And so you have this good, healthy fence. But if the fence starts breaking down, you know, the little critters are going to come in there and they're going to eat your They're going to eat your raspberries. They're going to eat your raspberries, (laughs) my tomatoes. Oh my God, it's the best. And so cortisol is like the key that unlocks the gate to your garden. And it creates these leaky membranes, throwing down one board at a time, opening up gaps into your fence. And that creates this inflammatory process to go all throughout your body. And depending where these leaky membranes are, whether they're in the stomach, the intestines, the endothelium, your blood vessels, whether they're in the brain and your nervous system, is where the calcifications and the inflammation and the deposits start to accumulate, creating a disconnect, a problem. And you can't just patch you know, patch it with, you know, you paper. can't just patch cellular inflammation and these leaky, these leaky, leaky gap junctions. Yes. This isn't just a, you can't take a medication for that. Yes, that's so true. That's exactly, exactly right. So it's lifestyle. This is the lifestyle medicine. And as the CEO of our own bodies, the CEO of our health, we have to take charge of this and recognize. And for me, the keto green way was part of that discovery. You know, when I started gaining those 20 pounds, like I'm like, okay, no more carbs. Well, so essentially a ketogenic diet, you know, I went really strict keto, but I was feeling keto crazy, irritable, moody. And I can't, couldn't do that as a single mom at that point, single mom with kids. My ex-husband had a traumatic brain injury. So it was like, huh, cannot be this way with my kids or myself or my business. I was completely burnt out. And then recognizing that I was just feeling this inflammation, right? And so that's where getting in touch with the 
you know, understanding, well, why am I feeling this? What's going on in my body that's making me feel this way? Doing things like checking my urine pH, which I always recommend, like I'm telling you, I have urine test strips here somewhere, but checking urine pH, checking ketones, because I've interviewed so many people. I said, are you you're following ketogenic diet? Yes. Are you checking your ketones? Only 10% typically raise their hand. You have to test, not guess. So checking for ketones and checking your pH. When I started checking your pH, I was acidic, acidic, acidic. So like as acidic as the paper would read. And you can just get regular pH paper at any pharmacy and just start with that. But this is a vital sign. So what I recognized when I checked, I was so acidic. And this is when you were doing traditional keto. Traditional keto. really does not work well for women. You no. Know? No. And so the key, you were in keto zone, but you're, you were way acidic. And we know that when we're in a state of acidity, that we, we are opening the door for all kinds of inflammation. We're opening the door for co-infections. We're opening the door for, you know, that's where cancer thrives. Exactly. Exactly. When we're acidic, we're basically eating away at our cell membranes, Mm -hmm. so to speak. We're shifting the conversation around our cell membranes, actually. And so it's just this this breakdown, the enemy is getting in. So, so I, that was so eye opening for me because I was eating good food, good fats, but I was really acidic. It made sense, but I incorporated all these dark leafy greens and started to really focus on that aspect of nutrition. Again, just staying very low carbohydrate, all the dark leafies. Cause I, number one, I was, I had been at one point way over 240 pounds. And when someone who's lost, I had lost like 80 pounds. And you know that when you start gaining that weight again, you're like, Oh my God, oh, when uh-uh. is it going to stop? Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> so I was like, uh, uh-uh. but I noticed the mornings I walked on the, cause I started checking my urine pH basically every time I went to the bathroom and I noticed that the mornings I would get up and walk on the beach or do my prayer journaling, I was alkaline, more likely alkaline all day all day because cortisol increases urine acidity. Cortisol increases hydrogen ion secretion across the cell membrane, creating a more acidic urine. So my stress, my mental stress or my mental relaxation, my mental state of peace and calm and gratitude and love affects my urine pH. How cool is that? I can use my urine pH as a marker for how well I'm doing. Just like I want people to check their heart rate variability or check their weight or check their blood pressure. The urine pH tells us so much. So right now, we that is, you know, screaming off the rooftops, just check your urine pH. Let's get alkaline. Let's do what we need to do to get alkaline, addressing our mind, our nutrition, and our lifestyle habits. And that's part of the keto green approach that's 25% about what we eat and 75% about the rest. Because, you know, if we have an argument at the dinner table, it doesn't matter how good that food was. No, it's so true. You know, I always say you can't green smoothie your way out of chronic stress because that physiology and cortisol as a survival hormone will, will, I mean, yes, put those good things into your body, but it still, it still transforms your physiology. I lived many years like that where I would be running out the door and I'd have my green smoothie running in my car and I still was exhausted. That green smoothie wasn't saving me at all. But the combination of the self-care, the combination of the deep breath work, especially when we are feeling our physiology shift up, right? We all can notice our heart racing, how we're treating people around us, the way that our minds are racing or we're making reactive decisions. That's when we know we're in a state of physiological survival and we can use self-care and how we feel our body to change the, the physiology of our body. 
Uh And I uh love that it's all in this book. You've done such a marvelous job by incorporating all of it. And I love that aha moment where you were like, when I operated in the self-care, when I took care of my mind, when I got into a state of, of relaxation and ease and grace, I, and I was sending my, my brain safety signals that everything was okay. And I was eating the right alkaline foods and the, the foods that are going to fuel my mitochondria. It all shifted, right? You just felt better. The weight was coming off. You were able to focus you know, and you were back in the game. And for women, when we're in the spectrum of this 20, 20 years, you know, we need all of the support that we can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that crash, you know, you'll, you'll have more energy to do the things that you really want to do. And we need energy now because I think, you know, like, I mean, even at the the smallest level, I mean, I have a garden that needs to be tended uh, to resurrected maybe (laughs) is the right word. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's one of many things. Right. right. That's, girl, that's a part of your big old checklist, right? That's of the right. things that need to get done. And who, what woman doesn't have that big checklist? Here's the thing is we as women, we're not going to change our mode of operation in terms of taking care of the people that we love, in terms of making sure everything's in order. We are the glue that keeps it all together. And that isn't going to change. But what can change is how we feel our body. What can change is how we treat ourselves. What can change is how we manage our stress. And when we're able to do all those things, which this book entirely gives the, literally the framework for, we are then set up for success to do all of those things with more ease and grace, with rockstar energy, and to also pursue our passion projects that we were meant to, uh, to be on this earth to do as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I love it. And, and there is so much for us to do. There is so much, but one step at a time and it starts with you. And this is something I encourage, especially moms. You know, I'm a single mom with girls and, and it's crazy. I know that when my energy is in peace and when I am doing my self-care and I'm setting my boundaries and taking that time I need for myself, that every one of my daughters does better. Every one of my daughters does better. Consider it an energetic continuum. When I'm frazzled and agitated, they're going to be, even just from a distance, they're going to be more irritable on edge and they're going to pick that up. Energy is, you know, expands space and time. It really does. So we are responsible for the energy we bring into our rooms, into our home, into our life, into our morning. And I will say, you know, change your day, change your morning. Mm, So powerful. Dr. Anna Kaveka, honey, tell us the book is coming out, girl. Tell us where we can get the book. Tell us where else we can plug into you because you've got such incredible resources for us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're giving a lot free on my website at dranna.com. So like drana, D-R-A-N-N-A.com. And there's a book bonus page there too. So Maritza, you'll have a link for that. But you can get my book, Keto Green 16 and the Hormone Fix. But Keto Green 16 is coming out now, May 5th, with a really kick fire <laughs> Keto Green 16, 16 day plan to really empower. Like it is the way that will really take us up to the next level, getting us into ketosis, getting us really alkaline with a lot of detoxification support in a very quick 16-day kick-butt plan. So I'm excited to share that. That's available anywhere books are sold. Yes. And you've got a podcast too. Just want to just do a shout out for the podcast. Yes. Yeah. The Girlfriend Doctor podcast. Maritza has been a superstar on that. One of our most popular downloaded episodes, by the way, it's called the Girlfriend Doctor podcast and also on Instagram at Dr. Anna Kabeca. It's really fun to show up live there as well as in Facebook in my Keto Green community. 
Love it. Oh my goodness. Okay. All the resources, they will be in the show notes, the link for the book, the link for the bonuses. We're going to get you guys all taken care of, but especially during this time where we're really feeling stretched, we're really feeling overwhelmed. This is the type of guidance that we need to get our hands on. And the beautiful thing is, is that Dr. Annika Becca has put it in a book in an inexpensive, easy to get from Amazon or wherever you like to buy your books book. And I'll tell you what, you know how I feel every one of you about books. And how why, when we see doctors pour everything that they've got into a book that you can begin to implement in 16 days or, you know, that that is profound. So I just want to say thank you so much for the time and the effort that went into this. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. See you soon, honey. Talk about a powerful story and dispelling myths about menopause left and right. I just love Dr. Anna's take on how to heal our hormones naturally. She and I are in very much in alignment and I am so grateful that she's out there serving women every single day. Now, I cannot tell you how excited I am about her new book, Keto Green 16. I love that she's using ways in which to boost our mitochondria to help address things like brain fog, low energy, stress, and so many things that we can be dealing with. So go and grab Dr. Anna's new book, Keto Green, at any major bookstore or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, whatever works for you. And we will also have the link to the book and the book bonuses on the show notes. It's going to be episode 188. And then also Dr. Anna has another special gift for you, and it's her Keto Green Recipe Book. This is just a little short recipe cheat sheet with some great recipes that I think you're going to love. So grab both. Grab the book. Grab the, the recipe cheat sheet. And I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast today. Again, later this week on Friday, I'm going to be bringing you another Q&A session. And this is the question that I'm going to be addressing. Maybe it applies to you. The question that I got a couple weeks back was, does sugar impact hormone balance? If so, how? So I'll be diving into that this Friday. I hope you join me. Until then, have an amazing day. 